This has been a really long day. Has this been a day really been as long as it feels like it's been? Yesterday was a longer day for me. Okay. Yeah. Well, James, was it was it long for you today? Well, really, uh, it was uh, a fourteen-hour day, just about in the office. Yeah. For some reason, and I, and I can't say I'm not claiming I worked the whole day. Um, you guys did, but I didn't. But it's still nevertheless a long day. What day is today? It's uh, Wednesday. Wednesday uh, evening. Uh, it's pretty late in the evening right now. Uh, we've kind of just finished all of our different activities for the day and the evening, and we've gathered in uh, in uh, one of the hotel rooms here, and we're just kind of chatting and winding down. Um, what uh, what happened today? Anything interesting? James, did you see anything fun? I, I certainly did. I went to the F-18 Super Hornet and Growler Simulator. <laughs> really? This yes. sounds awesome. Did you get to actually fly it? I did. Now, this is a trailer that has been on the road that Boeing is taking around. Uh-huh. Uh, it is used... For training, they will take it to military bases. It's one of these a semi whose walls can fold out okay. the same way that these motorhomes do. So it's quite massive inside. They have two simulators. They're different. Neither are motion simulators. But they one has two screens, one atop the other, and some smaller flanking monitors. The other has actually a kind of a three-screen in front a couple of wings screens on the side so you do have that that sense of motion and of flying uh that one is the one i was in uh now again the whole purpose of this is to uh really at its core as they say is to kind of get public support for the construction of more growlers now the growlers are the electronic warfare counterpart to the f-18 attack okay yep so they have all the characteristics in terms of flying but they are equipped with the super stealthy kind of equipment uh jamming things and all so that even though this is about that aircraft this trainer and it can do both it can they can't show any simulations of the growler because it's all classified. So wait a minute, they brought a simulator that you can't run. Instead, you fly missions as the F-18. Ah, okay, all right. Super Hornet. So that's what we did, and they put you in that. And, of course, you're in this wraparound screen. The cockpit is quite realistic. One of the things it has is uh, they have an advanced... Uh, an advanced panel. Now, some of this I know because I happen to write an article about this and today met the woman that sort of liaison and set up the interviews with the people at Boeing on this very subject, on the advanced Super Hornet uh, and the Growler. So I knew something about the things and it was also great to then be able to see what I had just written about and heard about and one of the the things is this large format screen that's replaced three smaller screens in there and it's also brought three-dimensional graphics and a whole lot of whiz-bang capabilities such as now it's like an iPhone touchpad screen so it's got these instrument clusters and whatever and and you, the pilot can go and grab it, move it over here, make it smaller, make it larger, move over things, target 
put your finger on it. Uh, in the previous version, actually the current version, this sophisticated version I'm talking about is going to be the international model, but it will only go in the new hornets, the new growlers, if Congress approves that upgrade. And right now, they're not even able to get Congress to move on any of this. Three subcommittees have said they should get it. The Navy wants it. Uh, the growlers, by the way, are the they are for all air, uh, all armed forces. Anytime they need radar jamming, the Navy handles that. So this is kind of for all services, but the Navy's in charge, so they want it. So uh, this touchscreen also has 3D viewing. In the past, you had a, a sort of a horizontal view on the left. On the right, you had a top-down. In the middle, you had sort of terrain maps. Now it combines them, so you have sort of an over-the-tail shot, 3D, a view, the SAM sites, this, that, the terrain, and it's just amazing, and you're, you know, you're flying yeah. over this. So, so this was the, uh, the map down there uh, on the display screen, but I'm looking at the huge panorama in front of me, of course, VFR weather, beautiful, and this sort of western thing, I'm saying, well, is this any particular place? Yes. That's Edwards Air Force Base over there. So, you know, you got a whole lot of range yeah. to run around in. And uh, it was a wonderful experience. You got to push the throttles forward. Okay, now you're supersonic. Do whatever you want with it. It's very smooth handling. Uh, I got to then, I went to Edwards Air Force Base and landed there. And apparently, <laughs> they were quite impressed. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome, James. I, I, it's like, I don't know, Jeb, how are we going to follow that? I think that's the end of this episode. We're done. All right. Now, what did you do? You went flying this evening. I, I, got, a ride, I got a ride to seaplane. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. What was that like? What, what um, kind of airplane was it? It was a Cessna 172 on uh, straight floats. Uh, this is uh, uh, owned and operated by a good friend of the podcast and listener, Sean Barry. Oh, that's right. You told me about this. Yeah. Yes. yes. He yeah. and his wife, Kelly, are uh, just loving life out at the seaplane base. Um, Sean has just given rise to anybody who wants a ride. And uh, we went for a little hop this, this evening. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, uh, he said, here, your airplane, my airplane. Um, and then you're just flying a 172. And- uh, well, I'm flying a 172 that needs a lot of rudder. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, but his, he's got a uh, an exhaust system on it that adds a few horsepower, mm-hmm. and it gets up and off the water pretty nice. Uh, I was impressed. So uh, uh, hats off to Sean. Thank you again, uh, and uh, I'll see you tomorrow night. Oh, really? We're going back, huh? No, they're oh, they're coming to the tie-down party. That's right. Anybody, anybody who's listening to this, you're probably listening at the very last minute. But uh, Thursday night, uh, the uh, tie, uh, UCAP tie-down party is uh, over here at the uh, Super 8, or uh, actually on the grass, just outside the so-called Super 8 gate here at the northwest corner of uh, Whitman Field. So starting at 6 on Thursday of, of AirVenture 2014, 6 until dark. So come on over. What did you do today? Uh, I did not fly an F-16 simulator or go for a, for a flow plane, plane ride. I, mine, I, I did have a good time. I went to a fun party. I went to, uh, to the uh, Camp Bacon party tonight, saw a lot of, uh, of uh, friends and met some listeners and, uh, and ate some bacon and uh, drank some adult beverages, and uh, it was a good deal. No. Yeah, no, I know. I'm, I'm shocked, they, shocked no, that's, they, to, they, to they, learn that drinking is going on in Scholar. Yeah, no, they, they lured me. I was not... <laughs> You know, so there, 
There are no victims, only volunteers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So that was two different movie references right there. You, you tell us. Um, what else happened? What did I do? Um, I was wandering around the flight line. Uh, I watched the, uh, the Breezies fly. There was like six or seven of them, I think. You guys probably know the exact count. What is was, the number? It was supposed to be nine. Nine? I don't think there was nine in the, in the flyby. They, they might not have all been flying. Yeah, it seemed like six or seven. Um, but uh, very cool to see all these Breezies. It, it was interesting. Some of them look just exactly all alike, and then there was like one or two that were rigged differently. Or one of them had sort of a little bit of a, of a cowling kind of thing to it. And, uh, so, uh, um, but the Breezies was cool. That was kind of fun to watch that happen. And uh, um, I got to walk around the Osprey. Now, this is not necessarily on the same scale as of F-16s or float plane rides, but it was kind of interesting to get right up and close up close with this thing. Um, and uh, my first impression was the this is kind of crazy, but the propeller blades are huge. I mean, these are just these, I don't know what I expected exactly, but they are you know like by any standard they're huge the 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 their their width or thickness you know at the root is just incredibly large and they got this big twist to them you know and uh, apparently they're made of composite i guess i didn't know this um they're made with composite and as a result they have to have a metal leading edge to keep it from getting chewed up by yeah of course, nothing but the best for the United States military. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, um, so I got to look at that, and uh, and that was kind of fun. What else? I did? I was, you know, good day. Wandered around a little bit, and uh, you know, they they manage even though it's like this new piece of equipment, essentially the Osprey. They managed to give it this real distressed look. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this. The the gray somehow it's like been through everything already, and it's it hasn't yet. Well, no. Some of these are aren't aren't some of these on out in combat roles or or, or combat support roles in uh, over there in, in the sandbox. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, I I, I think I, they are, aren't they? I've heard that they are, but I don't have any direct proof. I certainly have never been over there. Yeah. Well, I did see them. They they were doing uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, they were doing pattern work down in St. Augustine. So oh, really? Yeah. To, to see them in the pattern coming around and doing their touch and goes. Yeah. So I, I've always thought that was a cool airplane. I get that it's probably the most most not the most efficient uh, tool in our arsenal, but uh, but I've always liked it. I think it's a cool airplane. Um, well, to have that capability of the vertical lift and and then to cruise at much higher speed than a helicopter, if they can actually do that. Now you've got uh, Augusta Westland is trying to develop the, the 109. They've you know, bought that program back uh, from Bell, bought out Bell's share, and they've been working on that. So, you know, I've always loved the concept of that, that you can now have downtown area ports for vertical lift? Yeah. You, all the forecasts were, you know, this is what your future is going to be like. We're going to have all these <clears throat> downtown STOL ports, and we're going to have helicopter ports and all this, and everybody's just going to be flying around rather than driving around. And, you know, part of this, of course, was the rocket belt. And <laughs> we never got the rocket belt. We never got the downtown stole ports. Uh, I've just been ripped off. Yeah, I know. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Hey, all kidding aside, you know who wasn't here this year? I don't think. Is uh, is Terra Fuji here? I have not heard any 
word of them, and any time the question's been asked, you get some sort of quizzical blank looks. You know, yeah, I don't know. I shouldn't say this. I will take as an assignment that I will go and check tomorrow to see whether or not they're a current the same, exhibitor here. Well, yeah, all right, he's going to look it up here. Yeah, all right. But uh, you know what else I did, though, while he's looking that up, um, is uh, this first thing this morning, I stopped by the EAA annual meeting. Um, and uh, they hold it every year. I've known about it for years, and I've never attended before. Um, it's the official kind of corporate meeting, the annual meeting. It has to be held, and it's and it has some very very specific you know kind of structures that are required. You know, it's public. Oh, it's to- well public to members. All right, if you're a member, you're you're entitled to go. And so it's uh, like you're a shareholder at, at a corporate annual. At pretty much that. That's the model I have in my head. It's something like that. Yeah. So so they hold this meeting in the beginning. At the be- beginning, it's uh, it's. Uh, you know, very procedural, you know, it's like quotas and making sure there's enough people here and all that kind of quorums, excuse me. Um, so uh, that part was kind of all, you know, interesting. They actually started out with something very sweet. Before they actually got into the official part of the meeting, um, Jack Pelton, the, C, uh, the chairman of the board of EAA, um, announced the winners of this year's Chairman's Award and this year's Freedom of Flight Award. Um, the Chairman's Award... Um, and I, I shouldn't try and summarize what the point of these awards is, but the Chairman's Award apparently is to recognize someone who's done some great work this past year in um, in aviation. And uh, they gave it to Earl Lawrence, uh, former oh. former EAA staffer, and uh, now uh, I'm not sure exactly who he works for, but he's on a much more national level now. Who does Earl Lawrence work for these days? Do you know? He works for FAA. Okay. All right. So Earl Lawrence won the, uh, the uh, Chairman's Award, uh, formerly known as the President's Award. Um, for a few years now, it's been known as the Chairman's Award. And then the Freedom of Flight Award was given to uh, Audrey Pobrezny. Um, and so uh, Paul's uh, uh, widow is uh, received that she was she came out on stage. I've seen her a couple of times this year. I've seen her more this year than I have in many past years. Um, she was at the obviously at the memorial ceremony the other night, and then she stepped onto stage to receive this uh, this uh, award and uh, and got a standing ovation from the members who were present. You know, I mean, they, we had been politely applauding. I mean, more than politely, we had been you know, genuinely applauding when Earl won it and, and some other things that happened. But when when Audrey came out on stage, it was kind of an emotional moment and uh, everybody stood up and, and the applause went on for quite some time uh, according to the uh, the uh, EAA AirVenture uh, I, or not iPhone but uh, app um, there is a uh, that Terra Fuji is in fact a an exhibitor here booth what does that say I-21 if it weren't for your incredibly cracked screen I could read that I got you phone. Yeah, okay, that's true. My phone doesn't work at all. So, so the Earl Lawrence Award, is that kind of dangerous in any way? I mean, now he's been identified as the inside guy. No? He, Earl Lawrence is one of the people get behind getting the sport pilot reel through. Uh-huh, yeah. And, and the light sport reel through. And after that went through, went from his perch at, at EAA, he moved to the FAA, and he's, he's uh, 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 chief of the small aircraft director, I believe it is. Uh, and by all accounts, he's doing um, the Lord's work, as it were. Um, he, he's he's um, trying to do some of the long, you know, long-term good stuff for GA from his pr- position at, at uh, FAA. So well, that sounds great. Earl's one of the good guys. Yeah, go ahead. My point was that. Are there uh, kind of uh, 
could there be any sort of institutional mindset that you can't really give the people you're regulating what you want and now there's this person who has spent his life advocating for this and now he's on the inside so do you have to have some well, sort of like a, you know this sign from him that he's changed his spots and realizes there's only so far you can go or, or do they let him say show us what we need to do yeah. I, I don't know that it's really all that simple I think there are a lot of things that the FAA could do to make things easier on the industry and um, not impact safety. The, the medical certificate thing is, is, is very high on that list. Uh, but um, there's, there's aircraft certification changes that might be coming. Um, all of these things, you know, they do take time, but you got to start, you know, a, a larger fire starts with a small fire. Mm -hmm. So they do take time. But uh, um, all along, I think people, Earl and people like him, um, have been trying to do the best they can for the industry from the, with the cars they've been dealt. And that includes the position they're in. Yeah. Yeah. So as you can see, it's been a really long day at, at AirVenture. A lot of things happened today. Um, and so uh, I think we're going to call it a night and, uh, and get some rest and try and do it again tomorrow. Uh, you have uh, UCAP episode 361 Echo. Yeah, that joke never gets old. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you again tomorrow. <laughs>